Thank you for tuning in for the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, with a private practice where I specialize in maternal mental health as well as women. With the podcast, we'll be talking all things womanhood, motherhood, and a few things sprinkled in in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And I am so happy that I have Shandrika Reese here on the show today. She is somebody that I've known for a while now, but we've never like sat down and had a conversation about motherhood. Because I think when we met, I had, had I had my show? <laughs> I don't think either of us had had children when we first met. So, um, but now she has a 19 month old. She has a master's in public health. And she is a fellow South Georgian like me. <laughs> so thank you for being on the show. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. I know life has kind of been thrown at us, but yes. um, I'm so appreciative for you reaching out to me. It, it yeah. means a lot. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so um, for the listeners, I know I've done your introduction, but tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay, so um, as you stated, um, I am the mother of a 19-month-old um, Maddox. I'm also a wife. Um, I work in public health, so my um, life here recently, within the last year, with everything that's going on with the public health pandemic, um, has really thrown life at me and my family. Um, but we're making the best of it. But um, but yeah, I'm just a normal, normal, <laughs> normal mother. Um, I'm just normal. I mean, I, I I am enjoying being a mother. Um, it has had its challenges, um, especially over the last year with um, just when I thought I could get out of the house, mm. being turned around and, mm-hmm. you know, like, hold on, hold right. on, we won't be able to do that yet. So uh, a motherhood has been amazing. Um, that is really um, my main focus right now, even with working, being a wife and trying to, you know, incorporate it all together. It really has um show me who I really am so I'm, I'm very thankful um to be a mother and he's just an amazing little boy so mm. so yeah so that that sums up me right now in life okay um. awesome. <laughs> so take us back when you were younger and I asked most people who come on the show this question you know how some of us can always see ourselves as being a mother and we can have baby dolls when we're younger and we're thinking about this picture and some of us hadn't even fathomed the thought and just kind of stumbled into motherhood. Which one were you? Had you always thought that you would be a mom? I think I'm kind of both. I always thought that I would be a mom, but then when it happened, it was like, okay, can I do this? Do I know, you know, exactly mm-hmm. what, you know, being a mother is? Um, so I think I was kind of in the boat. I was, don't get me wrong, I was completely excited. Um, we, me and my husband, we didn't necessarily plan it, but it was like, okay, if it happens, it happens. So it was kind of one of those things where um, when it happened, we were like, okay, I said, okay, I, I think I can do this. It wasn't like that that Barbie doll kind of thing of um, just, okay, well, we're going to hold the baby like this. We're going to do this. So, But it, it I think just... When people say that, you know, it, it happens and you'll kind of know and it, it just, it happens. 
I, I think that's what it was for me. It, it it all just came to me as it needed to. So yeah. Gotcha. So how was your pregnancy with Maddox? Pregnancy was amazing. Um, if I always tell people that if I waited on me to be sick or anything, I would have known that I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Um, I went through it flawlessly. I mean, I I mean from beginning to end, it was amazing. I I truly enjoyed it. Um, it. It just was amazing. I have nothing bad at all to say about the pregnancy at all. Um, That's a blessing. It, 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 it was perfect. That's awesome. So what was labor, labor and delivery? And before even you tell me about labor and delivery, did you have a birth plan or were you kind of just going into it as the traditional setting? So I had a birth plan. I had it all written out. Um, I was going to be natural. Um, I didn't want an epidural because I do have um, history of back issues where I did have back surgery in 2013. So I went into not wanting the epidural because I didn't know the the overall effects of what that could um, have on my back. Um, so I went in and I had a birth plan. I didn't, you know, didn't want the epidural. I wanted to. Um, to have him stay attached to the placenta. I wanted to do the golden hour with mm. the breastfeeding. I wanted to do all of that. Um, and it, some of it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I did go into, um, having, I did have an epidural. I waited as long as I could. And my husband was so supportive. He said, Drake, whatever you want to do, you can do. So I held out, um, as long as I could. And, it was really more so of me just thinking of my body and just listening to my body and knowing that I was going to be exhausted mm. when it was time to be able to push. It was like three or four in the morning and it was two other ladies at the hospital um, that were in labor when I was and they was like, oh, well, the the um, anesthesiologist um, and all these other people are here right now. Do you do you want it? I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And they kept telling me, you know, like, oh, well, he has to come. For, if you're from Millersville, you know, oh, he has to come <laughs> from Brown Crossing Road all the way to the hospital. So I was like, that's fine, but I don't want it right now. He can go back home. So um, so when I did um, finally decide to get it, um, he finally got there. And I was like, well, we're going to have to give you this extra bag of fluids. And I was like, okay. And it was like maybe three or four in the morning. I was like, I told my husband, I was like, Chance, I'm going to be exhausted. When I am getting ready to push it, all I could think in my mind was, you know, if I can't push, I don't want to, you know, run the risk of, you know, something happening to him or mm -hmm. me or however. So I went ahead and I got the epidural and it was, it was easy after that. And I, I tell people, I feel like it wore off a little bit when it got mm. ready time to push because That's I, I, I feel like I got the, the best of both worlds. I, you know, was able to, you know, um, get that relief, pain relief. But then I also did get to experience some of what it felt like. You know, I just wasn't completely numb. So I don't know if that was good or bad. But um, mm -hmm. but overall, the um, my birthing experience was, was awesome as well. Um, they did have to stick me two times. Did they? Um, for the epidural and I told the nurse I was like if he doesn't get it this time just 
Don't even worry about it. I'm going to have to tip it out. <laughs> um, because he said that, and what I, like, what I was thinking from, from my back surgery, he was saying that my, um, my spine was so, was so tight that mm-hmm. he just couldn't get the needle in. So, but he did get it. Um, but I told the nurse, I was like, you know, if he doesn't get it this time, and then they made everybody leave the room. So my, I was in there literally by myself. Um, so that, that could have went a little bit differently, but um, did you want no, to? No. Did you want to be in the room by yourself, or? So, if my husband could have stayed, I would have preferred that. But the night nurse that I had, um, she was like, "Well, everybody has to leave the room." I was like, "Okay." So, um, so that that was a that was a damper um. that that you know, but um. But overall, she was the only nurse that really um, kind of struck a nerve with me. But um, yeah, but yeah. But once it was over, everybody came back in. I was able to rest. I was able to you know catch up and you know kind of just slow things down, wrap my mind around what was going on again without the pain. And um, so yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and that's mm-hmm. interesting that you said that about the night nurse because I had wondered. So, you know, like the mortality rate for black mothers and mm-hmm. you know how, you know, medical professionals are um, having implicit biases and not listening to black women and how we voice right. ourselves in the hospital. And although I'm from Millishville, I had both of my kids in Atlanta at Northside and I wondered what the experience was like for anybody who gave birth in Millishville, even though I was born at Baldwin County you know, right. hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also was watching this YouTube video once and she was giving her birth story, the woman, and she was talking about how one of her nurses on her shift, it was the second shift, um, that nurse just had a bad attitude. Like she mm-hmm. was snappy, irritable, kind of had like a dry uh, nastiness to her. And they had mm-hmm. went to the charge nurse to ask them if they can give them somebody else. And I had never heard of that. I didn't even know that was something that was possible. And so they had switched her and gave her somebody else's room and gave her a new nurse, which I thought was was great. But, you know, these are the things that we don't know until, like, after the fact. But I wondered, like, overall, what would you say your experience of the medical staff at the hospital there was? So everybody was awesome. Um... That one nurse was the only one that would sway my opinion um, at all. But when I, when we went in, um, Maddox was a week late. So mm. we had to go in um, scheduled so that we would break your water and all of this. So when we got there, um, unexpectedly, another mother had come in and she was in my room. So, <laughs> um, we had to wait and it was around the time of shift change. So she had already delivered and we, they were waiting on the custodial staff to come in and clean up the room and get everything ready. So I did have to wait when I got there. Um, but overall, I was very surprised. I did actually send them flowers back because oh, nice. just when you go in a first time mother, you really don't know what to expect. You know, yeah. you read these things, you watch videos, and but your experience, you know, is yours. So you you really don't know. I mean, what to expect. You can kind of think that you do, but once you start getting into it, and you know, you when you think of 
being pregnant, you like, oh, I'm going to go to 40 weeks. My water's going to break on its own. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the hospital. Right. So having to go and, you know, where we're going to induce you, that kind of hurt my feelings. Because I was like, okay, he's just in my mind. I just knew my water was going to break. And I, like I said, I was going to have this whole birth plan and it was going to work out. But um, the staff was just so, everybody was so nice. Mm, um, that's great. In the, the delivery room, I mean, um, everybody was just so nice. They did listen to me. Um, and they instruct, you know, you always like, I always hear mothers say, well, I don't know how to push out. You know, they mm-hmm. always say, oh, do this and do this. And just listening to them and them helping guide me. And I, I, I really don't have anything bad to say about them. I didn't want that one nurse to be just my overall, you know, just right. take away from my overall experience. Um, but she, she, maybe she was just having a bad day, but Mm. she did, um, my mother was also in the room with me, um, with my husband and my aunt was there as well. And everybody kind of picked up on her vibe. So it it was, she wasn't, she wasn't the best, but overall I I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't let her, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of just flatten my whole experience. But, um, but yeah, it was. It, it was really, it was really good. That's good. So things didn't go as you wanted it to with your birth plan, as this often happens. You know, we right. think, you know, I want X, Y, Z to happen, but anything, because mm-hmm. these are things that are not in our control. How did you right. prep your mind to ad- adjust or adapt to? Okay, the pivot and the change of what the plan was going to be. Right. So I just tried to. Um... Just try to talk to my husband. He was he was really supportive. He he was the reason that I feel like I adjusted so well because mm. he was like, Drika, whatever you need to do, whatever you want to do, I support you. Because mm. going in, I told him, you know, I don't want to have the epidural. But I was also open-minded as well because, you know, like I said, we can read things. And, you know, they say you can make a birth plan, but just always just know that things may not go that way. So I was open-minded in the... The fact of like, okay, if this doesn't go the way I want it to, the end result is just having a, for me to be healthy, safe, and for the baby to be healthy and safe. Mm -hmm. So um, I went into it open-minded and then my husband was was definitely um, just being supportive and whatever I wanted to do, he was okay with. And he let me know like, okay, it's okay, Drinka, to do whatever you want to do. So he was really very supportive and I think that's what, um, kind of kept me centered and kept me focused because when you're having contractions and the pain and then you have people saying, oh, well, do you want to do this or do you want to mm-hmm. do this? Him just focusing me and saying, mm-hmm. okay, just focus. What what do you want to do? Um, so that was very helpful. I tell him all the time that if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have, you know, which I know I would have made it yeah. through, but you know, it was... Yeah. He was he was really really so supportive and uh, I can't thank him enough still for that. So oh, that was that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you had it sounds like a great support team. What was life yeah. like for you after you went home? What was your postpartum experience? So um, my mother and my husband. Um, my husband stayed off from work maybe one to two weeks. Um, but my mother um, came and she was just as supportive as, as he was. Um, she would come in the morning. She would leave in the afternoon. Um, she would literally um, drink a go lay down. I'll, mm. I'll take the baby. She, you know, 
I would feed him. We would do it, you know, what we wanted to shoot, but she would come cook. And this was even before um, when I went out of work. Uh, I think I was out of work maybe two weeks. She would come. She would cook. So I wouldn't have to do anything. Mm. So she really, really was very supportive. Um, whatever I needed, um, I, just whole family in general, um, I was just so thankful to have them. But I, you know, I came home and this was, you know, pre-COVID. So everybody was able to, you know, everybody, but, you know, mm-hmm. just in safety for the baby still, pre-COVID or not, um, everybody was able to come and ask me if I needed anything, you know, phone calls, that kind of thing. Um, so overall, just coming home, being a first time mom, it was still new, but I still had my mother that was able to, you know, kind of guide me and um provide her support so coming home was was good mm. um, it was still a learning learning curve because you know of course she had to go home and, yeah um but like I said I think things as I needed to understand things and know things I think it came to me um pretty well so that's great that's yeah. shout out to your mom and your husband that's yeah. amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so thankful because people people joke with my mom now is like she, and she still keeps the him keeps him now while we go to work and like she's just she's just she's a wonderful person. Mm. I mean she she's just she's just awesome. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> she has been there from the beginning. Um he's the first grandchild so ah. um for my mom and dad. So he is just I know she's just loving it. Yeah. Yes, yes. It is. It's amazing to see them interact because it's like, wait a minute, where did where did this person come from? Because now you see all the memes about the grandmothers and like yes. how things changed from when you were a child. Yes, yes. yes. I know. <laughs> where were you when I was five? <laughs> right. So but I, love uh, it. I think that like how you were talking about with the birth plan um, and you did so great with like, you know, cause some, some mothers can have anxiety or get sad when things don't go as planned. And then even like after giving birth, you saying how it was an adjustment and it was a learning experience. How did you right. give yourself grace to adapt? Cause you know, sometimes, especially as black women, we can feel like we need to know all and we need to do all and, you know, I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. How did you talk yourself through that? So just, and I think this, I think it's still a struggle sometimes because just knowing that, you know, you go from being just free and Mm -hmm. being able to do, you know, go and come and then you come home and you have a baby. Like, you go into the hospital and it's still just you and your spouse or mm-hmm. however. And then you come home and it's like, okay, we have this baby. What now? Yeah. And you, you, you kind of think like, Hmm, I'm, I'm really just, I'm really buckled down now. Am I going to be able to live? Am I going to be able to go to the grocery store? However, and it takes, it took me some time to just kind of be able to just kind of put my mind in a position where I really realized like, okay, you can do this or you can do that for, for a while, even though I did have the support of my mom, it was, I didn't feel like I was able to do anything else, but Mm. have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I think it just kind of took some some time and just thinking with my friends that had kids mm-hmm. and and just kind of just taking time to to get out of that that space where okay I have a baby is there anything else um and like I said I still struggle with this now song because like I said going from okay I'm scared to go out of the house because I'm gonna get to the grocery store I'm gonna get to the a restaurant he's just gonna start falling his eyes out and the whole restaurant is gonna start looking at me <laughs> to going into COVID and being back in the house where you you know we're, we're doing I mean it's just yeah you're just at home um so that has been still been a transition for me and remembering that you know okay it's you can go somewhere or you can do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that my mom and husband were so supportive and they were always there. If I wanted to do something else, it kind of made me feel like, Oh, well, they're always here. I don't want to want to ask them to, you know, watch him while mm-hmm. I go get my hair done or something like that. So it just took time. I think it's just simple as that just time. And just knowing that, you know, you really have to tell yourself sometimes like, okay, you can do this. or you, you know, you just have to, talk to yourself yeah. I think that's that's the best way to explain it is time and just having to kind of preach to yourself like mm-hmm. it's okay mm-hmm. right okay. something that you've been very consistent and very open about was breastfeeding and yeah. I follow your other page on nursing and breast milk and I know you know we have like um, black breastfeeding week each year <laughs> And Mm -hmm. really trying to bring awareness to breastfeeding. And I even know, like, from my own experience with both of my kids, my mom didn't breastfeed us. We were formula fed. And I remember my adjustment to breastfeeding for my first. She was like, why don't you just give it up and just do formula? Mm -hmm. I mean, why do you have to do all of that? And she was saying how she, like, she got it, but she didn't see the necessity of it or whatnot. And it was something that was really important to me. And I wanted to do what I can, um, to just provide that if I could and, and not, you know, push myself to the limit, but as much as I could, I wanted to do it and I did it. And I was very grateful for that. What prompted you to be so open in sharing your own breastfeeding journey? Um, I think just seeing the lack of black women um, in social media, and I know in my social media pages, you know, you you see mothers um, sometimes, and I wanted to be able to educate others. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people my age. Um, it's now I'm seeing more and more of it, and. and, and it was just a lack of information, the lack of what I saw around me. Um, my mother didn't breastfeed me. Um, I saw very few women around me that did breastfeed. And it was when I was pregnant, um, me and uh, um, one of my friends was having a conversation about something I had posted on social media. It was like about WIC and how WIC is income-based. And she was like, oh, no, I thought all women got weak. And I was like, well, you know, no, that's not necessarily the case, mm-hmm. you know. And I just felt like I wanted to educate those on things other than weak and other, you know, not saying that weak is a bad, it's a bad program because I think it's awesome. But just I just felt like it was so much that women did not know, black women my age or younger didn't know because they just hadn't been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to let them know that, you know, 
you can do this. There, there are ways to, you know, to even if it's one day, even if it's a year, you know, it, it's ways that you can do it. It's ways that, um, ways that you can be informed that you didn't think about. So that was my main reasoning. Um, just to share my journey to let other people know that, you know, you can do it. it it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, you know, shamed to, you know, breastfeed in public or, you know, you just have to do what, what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been thankful that I've been able to, you know, reach some people. Um, people have reached out to me and, you know, said, thank you. I really didn't know that. Mm. Or, um, or could you help me? I was like, you know, no lactation consultant. This is just my journey. But, you know, mm-hmm. if I can um, provide any type of support, even if it's just mama, you can do this. Um, it's, it's been good. I've been able to, you know, share some things and encourage some people. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been awesome. I, I've, I've enjoyed it. We're still going at 19 months. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's been good. good. Have you had any negative feedback or anybody who was like, you're still breastfeeding or why don't you do formula or whatever, you know, naysayers. Have you had any yeah. of those? Not, not per se. Um, everybody around me has been, you know, supportive. Um, that's good. I can't really say that I've had anybody directly. that's just, you know, come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been fortunate. Everybody has been, um, been very supportive of I've, I've been good. surprised. I think everybody just knows how serious I am about it. So um, they've all been supportive. So that's, that's I'm, I'm grateful for that. Okay. What would you say throughout your motherhood journey um, was one thing that you found to be very challenging for you that you overcame or is overcoming, but was maybe like a hard part that you weren't necessarily prepared for? Um, I think the overnight breastfeeding was Mm. difficult for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like I would wake up, he would wake up every two hours and then it's like, okay, by the time you feed him, you change him, you burp him, you close your eyes and then boom, Mm -hmm. it's like two hours over again. Um, And I don't think I fully comprehended what I was going to go through at night. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was definitely very, very challenging. Um, My husband would get up the best he could, but he, um, he would wake up early for when he did go back to work, he would work. um, He works out of town. So he would have to wake up early. So I would try my best to not wake him. So he could sleep. And then in return, I was like, okay, you know, it's kind of selfish of, you know, I didn't want to be selfish and not wake him up, but I was like, okay, I have to get some rest too, you yeah. know? So, um, so that was, that was challenging. Um, just trying to, you know, be the best mother and wife mm-hmm. at the same time, but mm-hmm. trying not to neglect my own mm-hmm. sleep because it, you, we all know in the beginning it, it gets, you know, rough mm-hmm. sometimes. So, um, but we okay. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, good. Right. And I, I totally get that, that sleep deprivation and that struggle. I don't feel like I was prepared. Like, you know how people would say, oh, just sleep when the baby sleeps or. Yeah, that's the I, I mean, like. <laughs> how? how? I know, like how? And I just, I didn't feel prepared because you're right. Like it's every two hours and a baby could just like fall asleep, wake up. But for us, 
you know, we don't woke up. Now we have to try to get back to sleep. And then once you get right. back to sleep, you're back up. So you never get that right. rest. And like you with my first, my husband worked out of town too. And I didn't want to wake him up because he would have to get up early, mm-hmm. travel. And he worked like 12 hour days. But at the right. same time, I felt like, how can I be aware to take care of this human? Like, <laughs> like how, you know? And it was it was a struggle, and I I had to learn how to ask for help with that because yeah. it was it was touch and go there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I was that way. I had got to the point where I was like, okay, if I can make it to six a.m., then I can just get up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Drica, this is not you know this is mm-hmm. not healthy. You have to, you know, you have to get some rest because you can't you can't function. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you really can't. It's just. But you live, you learn, and, you know, like you said, you have to really know when to ask for that help. Like, it's, you know, you just have to ask. Right. You really do. Yes. So now that you are 19 months into the game and got routine structure, all of that, that's good. And I know that we're in the pandemic, but how do you practice self-care? How do you carve out time just for you outside of being a wife and a mother? So I've um, I've started just trying to pay more attention to my body, trying to um, get more um, closer to God. So I've become um, more into my Bible reading plans and taking time um, after Ace would go to sleep and just trying to just even if it's five, 10 minutes, just gathering myself because he has become very clingy lately so mm. it's like if i move he wants to be right there so i, I buy um uh, i buy myself flowers for my um dining room table every week oh, that's something that, that. I started in 2021 i said i'm even if i go to kroger that's and get a what i do okay. yes kroger has and, a great floor department fyi yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you can find them on clearance mm-hmm. so i'm just like that's 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 my newest thing. I, I buy myself flowers every week um, and put them on the dining room table. And some nights I will sit in front of my flowers. I'll light my aromatherapy candle. Mm. I'll read my Bible plan or I'll write in my prayer journal. Mm. Um, so just just knowing to take that time and just remembering that, you know, I have to be my best self to be yep. that mother wife. So, yep. You're so right. that's what I've been doing as of late, just. Um, hoping that, you know, pandemic can slowly, you know, ease down so I can get some facials and massages Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. as of right now, that's my at home self-care. And, um, I recently went natural. So just having my time to, to do my hair and do whatever I need to do for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I've been doing lately. Just remembering myself. Love it. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. My last question for any new mom that's listening to this that may be struggling in the early stages of breastfeeding, what encouraging words would you give to her to keep pushing through? Just knowing that you are a woman. Women are built to, to do this. Um, women are amazing you, as a mother it is so important to know that you can do whatever you put your mind to mm-hmm. um it's not always you know sunshine there will be some down times but just remembering that you 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 you've given life it's just so precious 
and knowing that um that you're able to give life is just so amazing and just keep pushing mm. i mean keep pushing i mean it's 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 so rewarding you know even with the struggles just you know just with anything in life that even if you have a down there's always an up and the up is so much better mm -hmm. um so just keep pushing um all the days won't be you know sleep deprived it will become a time where you know you'll be able to sleep through the night and so yeah just keep mm -hmm. pushing yeah keep pushing for um those that want to follow you on your breastfeeding instagram page where can they find you at so on Instagram, you can follow nursing ace underscore. Um, and yeah, just come come join. I um, <laughs> try to show the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like I say, everything every day isn't isn't awesome, um, but I do try to at least just show the show the good and the bad. So nursing ace underscore. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's so, so good. So, yeah. Thank you.